Hello, I'm waiting. People. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, hi. <laughs> Welcome to We Still Got Time, a guide to surviving the twenties because we're both in our twenties. Hi, we're your besties, the Countess and Mike, an artist Hello. and a psychologist here Hello. to be your best friends to you know navigate through all of these emotions that the 20s have to offer us what else do we talk about here love navigate oh my goodness love that word um so three different sections in one tiktok live slash podcast I'll get to that in a bit. We have pop culture moments. We're going to talk about everything that happened this week. The good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, everything. Then we're going to show you some gems. We call them music gems of the week. Songs that we recommend you give a listen. And we want you to get active and type in the comments the songs that you want us to listen to. Oh, my God. Elias says, oh, my God. Hi. Hi, Elias. Um, and lastly... In the last section of this wonderful TikTok Live, we're going to talk about a well-being, wellness tip of the week. It's usually a discussion. It's not so much of a tip, but, you know, you can gain some knowledge. And we want you to be active. Comment down below. And if you're not here, then you can find us on Spotify. <laughs> Where can yes. they find us, Countess? Tell the kids. They just have to search on Spotify. Mm -hmm. We still got time. A guide to surviving the twenties. The artists below you're gonna find them as the Countess and Mike. Mm -hmm. and that's us. Hello. Hello. Also, I wanted to ask you, Mike, what are we gonna talk about today? Because maybe some of the people that are already here may wanna oh, wow. stay here for, oh, the, wow. for that section. Oh wow. Well, what we're gonna talk about today is about negative thinking and negative thoughts and why we do that and how can we step outside of that cycle how can we do that that's all yeah i feel personally attacked so i'll just wait for the section i'll <laughs> deal with my problems thank you so shall we start i feel like we need to take like the elephant there's a huge elephant right here countess right there now there is there is and it's kind of sad <laughs> it is very sad so today most of us woke up to the news of mm. matthew perry passing away yeah. On his um, house, he was found. He, he, he was he drowned. Yeah, right? he drowned. Yeah. That's so so sad. I, when I saw it, it's like one of those news that like you don't think is like real. Like yeah. you read it and you're like, no, there's no way. Um, I am shocked, completely shocked, at this. Like. You know, that show was literally, like, I literally feel like I lost a friend. You know what I mean? Exactly. You probably know what I mean. I do. Exactly. Exactly how I feel, how most of us feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, like the other people, but friends, the amount of times that it took me from dark periods of my life mm. and just lit it up, countless, countless of times. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I will ever be able to watch it again. You know, everybody knew that one, like this kind of day may have, may come, obviously. Um, yeah. But not now. Yeah. That's what not I'm now. saying. Yeah. Not now, right? It's way too early for yeah. this. He obviously had a history with like 
alcoholism and drug use and like mental health uh, issues. I think he has been been very vocal about it. Um, so I am curious to see like, you know, what will come out. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just plain sad. It's sad and like R.I.P. Literally a legend. Like, I mean, come on. I don't think there's there's very few people out there in the world that have not seen friends and have not fell in love with like the master class that Matthew did as Chandler. Yeah. Yes. Was he your favorite as a character? Uh, um. I mean, I I loved Rachel. Like, I think that that's my spirit animal, to be honest. Uh, True. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but that being said, like, I think Chandler as a character brought such, like, honestly, I feel like brought such a funny output in how he approached everything. So he's definitely up there. Definitely up there. Yeah. Top-notch humor and oh, execution yeah. of the jokes. Like, he was an amazing artist, actor. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, he will we're be for missed. sure. Exactly. And, for like, never forgotten. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. Wow. Down in the history books, for sure. For this person as an actor, as in, you know, the kind of, like, legacy we we often you know we've been doing this podcast for almost a year now and you know we always had like a couple of episodes we unfortunately have like negative news like regarding people that have passed away and everything and like we always say that like it's amazing that we live in a day and age where if you're a good artist and if no matter what you specialized in like you leave a legacy behind and that legacy can never be deleted. You know what I mean? Like those episodes are always there to remind us of the amazingness that was him and the joy that he brought. Yeah. Um, and that's what, that's what's really beautiful, I think. Yes, and I, I saw some comments saying that I just hope that Matthew knows how much people loved him yeah. and how much, how many lives he had helped. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, it just got to me. I, I got the chills now that you said it. <laughs> like, no joke. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's just crazy. Well, I hope he can see it now. You know what I mean? Like, I hope he, he can understand, like, the impact. Because it was a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew, okay. Okay. <laughs> Very uh, mellow start to this episode, to right. this live TikTok. Oh my goodness. Okay, right. wait. <laughs> let's try and keep it together. <laughs> true, true. And let's possibly move on to something more fun, I, I think. Well, yeah, there was a new release. It wasn't yesterday, two days ago, 1989. Taylor's version and y'all <laughs> we need to talk about this <laughs> yeah okay go go off wow well first of all the numbers like the the predictions for debuting obviously it's going to debut number one in the billboard we knew that like that was pretty much established but the numbers are insane guys like 
for an artist during the streaming era, it's it's projected that she will sell in one week 1.5 million copies of 1989. In the streaming era, that's like almost unheard of. Like that's not that's almost not possible. Well, in the streaming area, people don't care about copies anymore. Yeah. Let's start there. <laughs> what she's yeah. like insane. I mean, obviously, like I don't know about you, Countess, but for me, uh, nineteen eighty nine was like the first album, like Taylor Swift album, that I religiously listened to as a full body of work, like from start to end. So obviously, it has um, like at least for me the most connection out of all the albums because it was like my introduction. Like I knew Taylor before that, obviously, but like I knew the singles, I knew like you know the the songs that she would perform. This was like the first body of work of hers that I listened to. And I feel like for a lot of people, I don't think I'm alone here. Yes, like also for me, it wasn't the first one that I, I mm. had listened to, but it was actually the one that brought me back to her. Remember how mm. I told you on one episode that I kind of like had for, not forgotten about her, but it just didn't really resonate anymore, the previous mm-hmm. music, with me at that time at least. Um, 1989, like, just lured me back to all the Taylor Swift magic. <laughs> yeah. So I How honestly we... love, love it. Amazing. How do we feel about the vault songs? Like, what are our thoughts? Well, I haven't had the time to do the research about them. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me something? Okay. So what um... happened? It's giving Harry Styles vibes. Right. I saw TikTok. I was like, I'm not getting this. What happened? Honey, if she had released Is It Over Now in 2014 when she released that album, um, World War Three would have started. Like, she literally <laughs> saved oh the world from World War Three back then. Um, the song is so clearly evident about Harry Styles. Like, she talks about, you know, red dress on a boat, which we all know that was, like, a meme back then. Like, she was just on a boat that they went with Harry, and Harry had to leave. And she was just literally a picture of her sitting on the boat like this. Really? Uh, yeah, like, it's it's crazy. Um, so, it's so evidently Harry Styles that, like, thank God she didn't release it back then. But it's a really good song. <laughs> Um, I will have to say that the only critique I have about the vault songs is that I feel like sonically they sound very midnights and not so much 1989. And I know like these were not produced with the rest of this album. Probably the production was, wasn't happened now in 2023. So I get why the sound is a little bit different, but I kind of wished it was more cohesive because I don't feel like it's as cohesive as the rest of 1989. This is just my critique. I'm a nobody. So like, you know, um, no, obviously love the songs. It's just that I feel like in terms of cohesion, because like, I feel like 1989 is a very cohesive album. Like all the songs sound similar yet different. The vault tracks sound different. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. I love the songs. It's just that I don't think they fit 1989 that much. 
so you're saying there was a reason for them to be on the vault. <laughs> I, my issue is Click that the my issue is that I feel like sonically, I wished they when they produced the songs they went into the not in the 2014 era of production and not so much the 2023 era of production because they sound very now. And okay. Like, yeah, that's that's my kind of issue with it. That that actually makes sense to be honest. I I get what you're okay. saying, and also like let's not forget that all of these re-recordings are nine years apart, right? Yeah, and you know, the voice changes. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard like some comments on the vocals, like, is it AI? What's going on? Like she sounds yeah. so different, but like you can also see the improvements. She's done a lot of work on her voice. Yeah. Marcia Taylor, honestly, on how steady it is now. Yeah. You know, a bit louder, more, um, how's it called? Excuse me. The word is not. <laughs> I don't, coming. I cannot help you. I don't know, like, the terminology. But I get what you mean. Like, it's more stable. Like, it's more there, yeah. you know. Rich. Mm-hmm. Rich. Okay. Rich. rich. We love that. Um, how do you feel about like style? Because like everyone has been shading style, like oh, yeah, the chorus. People are not feeling it. What's going on? Okay, okay. I'm not gonna lie. Style. Maybe I would. I would prefer the other one. I would still listen to the new one for other reasons. That yeah. We know. To support the artist, obviously. Yeah. But I understand what they're talking about. It sounds a bit. I don't know. Bad mixing. Something. Something's going on with that. The guitar in the beginning. I don't know. What's yeah. Up. It's okay. I I saw this wonderful TikTok of a person saying that this is 1989 healed version. So <laughs> Taylor back then was going through like a lot, and you could hear the passion, like you know right. she, when she was singing. Like I remember. Like you could see you can almost visualize her going in the microphone i remember now she's healed <laughs> now she's fine now she's thriving so it's she like, probably oh, was yeah, like i remember <laughs> she was like i remember and you know and people i think wanted that grit that kind of like you know that i'm mad like i remember growl. you know what i mean the growl um and obviously because like now she's healed it's like how can she, you know, give you that? I, okay, in the first time I heard the album, like, full run through, I did see those differences. But, like, the second and third time I listened to it, I'm like, okay, this just sounds like the normal one. Like, we're, you know, like, I got used to it, like, after a second listen. So, I don't think it's that bad. Come on. No, 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 no. And you know which one is my favorite? Mmm. Spell. Bad Blood. Ooh, the remix or the norm- or the solo one? The, the remix? remix, because... Kendrick, sweet, sweet Kendrick, we recorded everything, and it's even better. We love, I yeah. I love it, and I love an artist who, support, who supports another artist. Absolutely. Uh, for me, the biggest grower was Out of the Woods. I don't know. I liked, I think they changed a little bit, like, some elements, and it just sounds so dynamic. Like, it was giving me energy, and I absolutely love it. They added a bit of uh, an atmosphere from the Midnight's album i think like mm-hmm. they added more i don't know if 
instruments or audio mm-hmm. tracks, something mm-hmm. behind to give it more like substance as a background is giving more ambience. Love it. Exactly. Love it so much. So exactly. Much. So I'm here for this. Definitely here. Are you here for here. this, Mike? Definitely here. I am just so happy um, that I can listen to this album and not feel guilty anymore because I was feeling guilty in the past. I was like, oh, I'm kind of helping right now someone that I don't really enjoy. And we don't want that. Yeah. Uh, so now I can just listen to it freely. So I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> yes. And I just, I love this because we're going back to iconic pieces. Yeah. But at the same time, we're helping the artists getting back what they own. Hello. So, like, we're doing God's work. But at the same time, enjoying this so much. Mm-hmm. And revisiting. Yeah. 1989. Like, come on. 2014. Yeah. And, you know, I noticed that, like, all the songs are timeless. Like, timeless. Like, it's pop. But it's not pop that was, like, you know, at that era. And, like, now it's... You know, we're over it. It's timeless pop. And for you to make a timeless album, it doesn't happen often. So, honestly, like, wow. We still jam blank space. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Still, still, so much. It just doesn't go away. No. It, does it never not. goes out of style. Period. <laughs> I love that. Love, love, love that. <laughs> But what happened with Harry, though? What's up with that? I never found out about that. I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of wish, like, I, I was seeing these, like, these rumors of, like, style featuring Harry Styles. That would have literally created world peace. Like, if Taylor wants to stop <laughs> the wars that are going on right now, I feel like if she released that, oh we would just be like, okay, you know what? There's no reason to fight for anything. True. And I'm obviously joking, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you see how people were unfollowing Harry? Yeah, yeah. Like 100k of people. Yeah. Or leaving comments like, "Was it over?" I, I don't know. Like, come on. <laughs> the thing is, like, he was 19. Exactly. When they were dating. Like, come on. Who dated at 19 and was serious? Like, let's be real, honeys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not, no one. You start learning. It's the moment where you have a bit of, like, space. <laughs> yeah. Blank space. To, well, oh my god, yes. To try and do your best. Well, apparently he yeah. failed at that. But it was, like, one time. I hope. I don't know. I'm honestly grateful because he has given taylor honestly now three songs like he has given out of the woods style and now is it over now which are like three absolute bangers um so the fact that you know he is the reason that these songs exist and taylor got inspired by the love story like honestly thank you harry yes (laughs) (laughs) you just gave somebody like hits yeah, you just on the platter. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. By the way, about what you said before, like of Taylor being healed on this mm. album, like, and not being super bitter yeah. about, like, oh, I remember. I cannot, I, like, that's that's for sure a thing that must happen be happening with artists, like, with their first single, maybe that was I don't know, could be the saddest song, 
Yeah. After 10 years, right? Like maybe now Adele with hello. Mm. I don't know. Maybe she's actually tired or of singing it or doesn't bring out that yeah. kind of pain that she had when she wrote it. Yeah, or that, like somebody like sense. you. or Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. That would make sense. Like, you know, when you write songs, obviously you're in a, like an emotional state. Like probably, especially when it's a sad song. Especially when you're talking about Taylor Swift, which we know she's a songwriter and like she gets inspired so much by her life. Um, like, I can understand that. Like, it's valid. I can see why, you know, some of that grit is away. And like, I mean... It's normal, you know, because like, yeah. you know, you could vocal train and you can do everything, but emotions do come out when you're singing. I mean, you probably know that better than me, but like when Is you're, emo- when you have an emotion, it comes out and it should come out. So yeah, I understand the critiques, but I also understand why it sounds a little different. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh my goodness, should we go move forward? Yes. To the next What's song. next? Do we know? I mean, I was just going to go to the music gems of this week, but I don't know if you want to talk about anything else. Well, there was something else that was um, revealed <gasps> this week. Ooh, I don't know if you saw, like, right, Bernice Moore. Yes, we definitely need to talk so, about that. So, Britney Spears recounts in a forthcoming memoir that she had an abortion to end a pregnancy by fellow pop star Justin Timberlake. Well, the two were dating in the late 1990s and early 2000, according to experts published on Tuesday in People magazine. Spears, 41, recalled in her autobiography, The Woman in Me, that the pregnancy was a surprise, but she wanted to have the baby and agreed to an abortion at Timberlake's insistence. I loved Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day, Spears wrote. Mm. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said, we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, so we were too young. Had it been her decision alone, Spears wrote, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. She described the episode as, one of the most agonizing things I have ever experienced in my life. If only we knew back then, right? Wow. And then people were saying that every time the song and the music video was dedicated to that experience of her life. Wow. wow. You know, I feel like as a society, we have failed Britney Spears so many times. We have failed her. Yeah. Like collectively. From her yeah. father abusing her and literally using her as a money-making machine to milk her, literally. Um, to men treating her like absolute garbage. And she's the freaking pop princess. Like, she has literally been there for us. And we have failed her. I feel like we've had exactly. to fail her as a society. Yeah. It's so sad. And if if you think about it, like, back in time, we would never have... Like, we never would have thought that this would be her ending. Like, yeah. her her path, her story. Yeah. Why yeah. Why is it always so sad for, like, the most important artists? I don't know. I, I don't it, know why, what, these, what this keeps happening. Yeah. I mean, def- I think definitely, like, society has improved since then. I, f- I fear. I hope. I mean, 
and I, I hope like we don't get to see like ugly truths in 20 years about like today's artist. Um, it's just so crazy. Cause like, you know, back then, okay. I was very young, but like seeing her now and like knowing, you know, my pop history, like she was the it girl. She was, she was the pop girl. You know what I mean? Like every song was a moment every single every performance was iconic she carried the early 2000s carried it and then you know obviously the whole breakdown happens and like you know we're like oh and then we just stigmatized her like she's she was crazy she is blah 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 blah. and then we never asked like why would a person do that we never asked yep and I mean, obviously, the media, I think, are huge players in that because that news story of her having a full breakdown and, like, bashing and shaving her head and everything was, like, such a moment. And it gave the media, like, such power that it absolutely, like, freaking destroyed her. Like, it was insane. Yeah, and of course it just showed her reaction, not the yeah. previous story exactly. what had happened. Exactly. Because to bring somebody like human being into that state of, you know, uh, I have to do something and a yeah. radical, um, something must have happened, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we never asked why. Yeah, never, and, and then there know. were the titles of like she's get taking so many meds. Yeah, she's crazy. She can't. She shouldn't keep her kids. Yeah. So like a whole roller coaster, one thing after the other, until what uh, happened? Yeah. Andrew says, "Hey, babes, hello, <laughs> hello, Andrew, hello, hello." I don't know where the accent came from. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it was just crazy, and I hope she can find peace soon, because I think she's, obviously she got, um, you know, she reclaimed her own, (laughs) you know, now she is her own boss and doesn't need her father to dictate everything, uh, which I'm so happy for, Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I can feel like she probably needs more time to heal because she has been under this mind control literally for so many years and it's crazy i mean that would that would make so much sense for her to need more time right yeah definitely yeah yes wow okay so i think we should go now to the gems of the week because we need something positive right now because this episode right. is like a <laughs> roller coaster ride like it goes up and down and up and down true 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 okay let me start first it's a very yes, playful please. song wiggy yes, i don't know Ooh. why it's called like that wiggy by young miko michael i don't know yeah like a female rapper i just discovered her this week and mm-hmm. that it's been on replay this song i don't know so so freaking cool love it love that what about yours mine is in the city by charlie xx and sam smith um okay such a fun little song um they received so much hate 
Charlie received so much hate because the song featured Sam Smith. And, like, people, besties, we don't have time to hate in 2023. So, like, go away. Period. Um, it's a fun <laughs> track. It's catchy AF. And, yeah, there's nothing yes. more to that. It's just a good song. It's a feel-good song. Slay. How can people, like, hate on Charlie or Sam? I don't know. I know, right? Like, the two most joyful, happy, stable people we know. <laughs> yeah, like... Get out. Yeah, literally. Get out. Not out of the live stage. No, no, no. Please. No, yes. <laughs> I meant the other ones. <laughs> um, anyways. Okay. The moment, Countess. We the have moment. been. <laughs> you, I feel like you really want to know about this. And yes, I am heal absolutely. my mental problems. I am absolutely thrilled to talk about this topic because it's a good one. It's a real good one. Um,. I hope we have the time to analyze everything. If we see that, like, you know, it's going over, we can, you know, put a pause and then we can have a little part two next week. So we're definitely going to see that together. Love it. I just oh. write down my questions and for the audience. Awesome. Please do, like, do so too. Yeah, write down, comment. So today we're going to talk about negative thinking, negative thoughts, negative everything. And um, we want to see first, like, why we have negative thoughts um and then we're gonna see the 10 most like common patterns of negative thinking and then we're gonna see what we're gonna do to get away from the devil from the devil himself <laughs> right okay <laughs> okay so that's the pro that's the program for today um Let's start with negative thinking as a general kind of vibe. Um, obviously, get involved. Countess, love, love, love hearing your input as always. And people that are watching also, you can comment. Um, so as with like 95% of the things we've discussed on this live slash podcast, everything kind of has like a evolutionary kind of perspective and, like, we used to need this, um, but we don't anymore. Um, because, obviously, we have changed societies and everything. So, negative thinking it was a survival technique for us. The early humans needed it. Why? Because, well, they needed to be alert about the dangers that humans out in the wild had. So, like, animals, other humans, dangers, threats, you know, all that. So... We needed to think forward in a negative way so that we could protect our future selves, if that makes sense, which I think it does. Um, so obviously, today, <laughs> we kind of don't live in the wild anymore. So this has just made us into anxious and stressed human beings worrying about everything. <laughs> I think Countess is just like, yes, that's me. Hello. Hi. I think you're describing me. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was like, that's like why we have negative th thinking. That's like the reason behind it. As with a lot of like, a lot of stuff that makes us stress today, that's kind of how it derives. It was once useful for us, but now it's not anymore. Now, what is the 10 most common negative patterns, thinking patterns? There is a way we call this. It's called cognitive distortions or distorted thinking. 
That's how it it's called in psychology. You can always have a look into it. And it's the basis of like one huge uh, psychological theory of like therapy, which is called CBT. So it's cognitive behavioral therapy. And this is like the basis of this therapy. Uh, it is to recognize basically like your negative thinking patterns. So let's see all the 10. We're going to see it very, very simple. Actually, they are very simple. Like if you're, we're going to talk about them, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's like, yeah, I can see that. So the first one is called all or nothing thinking. It's the black and white kind of person that does not think in gray. Um, like if you aren't perfect, you're a failure. If you're a failure, you're not perfect. That's the kind of person that thinks in black and white. Um, but like, you need to have gray thinking in your life because everything is gray. You know what I mean? Like there's no black and white to be honest. So that's all or nothing thinking. Then we have overgeneralization. So this is the person that if something happens once, like you believe it's always going to happen to you or if you want something to happen. And when it doesn't, you believe it never happens to you. Kind of similar to all or, all or nothing. <laughs> Um, and they usually like these thoughts usually are upsetting and set up a cycle of defeat. So before you go into the battle, you're already defeated because of these thoughts, basically. Um, the next one is called mental filter. If all things are going well, you pick one negative detail out and focus all your attention on it. So like, for example, <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my having a mental breakdown over here <laughs> not a live mental breakdown yet. <laughs> so like for example you you're at work and you receive like 20 feedback like whatever letters or like you know 10 feedback from 10 different managers and the nine out of the 10 are positive but the one is like slightly negative you're just going to focus entirely on the negative. You're not going to even care about the positive ones. You're just going to be like, okay, why did this person say this? Blah, 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 and you're going to freak out. Um, basically, this is called mental filter because you literally filter out the positive and you only focus on the one negative. Um, discounting the positive is the fourth mental distortion. Uh, you often feel inadequate or unappreciated because you ignore positive experiences. So... Basically, like, no matter how beautifully you might sing on stage, you tell yourself that it wasn't good enough. That's what it's, it basically is. Uh, you're discounting the positive. Like, you're not taking the positive in its full effect, basically. The number five mental distortion is jumping to conclusions. So, I mean, this one is pretty self-explanatory. Um... You might mind read people and you might, you know, instead of asking, you might be like, oh, this person did this because of this without you even asking just because like, you know, you interpret it that way or you might be fortune telling. So basically you kind of by yourself say you're not you're going to fail just because you think you're going to fail. But you tell yourself that. So it basically becomes true just because you said it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going through these fast 
but if you want to like stay on one or two like obviously you can tell me i'm just going fast because i feel like they're really self-explanatory and like easy to understand because everyone does this um you're explaining them in an excellent way thank okay, you okay. the sixth <laughs> one is called magnification or minimization that so base cool. basically you as a magnifying glass you look into you magnify an issue so the issue if it's this small you make it this big because you're magnifying on it oh, never uh, mind. or or you're minimizing the situation if it's of positive outcomes if it has uh, positive outcomes you're minimizing it whereas you're putting a magnifying glass on the negative um yeah so there you go uh the seventh <laughs> one is um the seventh is emotional reasoning so basically it is that whatever you're feeling it must be so like you are basing your entire opinion your entire action on how you're feeling so for example if you're anxious about like driving um then you make the conclusion that driving in general is unsafe and it makes me anxious just because you were anxious about driving all driving for everyone and for me for my whole life is going to be anxious and unsafe just because you had your emotion out there you know then there's should statements this is the eighth one um you have a clear idea about how things should or shouldn't be uh when they don't turn out the way we blame ourselves or others so i should have done it in my way instead of listening to you it's your fault it didn't work out um you basically base everything on shoulds which as we all know shoulds are just a problem by themselves but anyways um true yeah and then there's nine which is labeling so this is close to all or nothing thinking the difference is that you label yourself in a negative way when you've done something but you don't realize that you're not your behavior so let, let's give an example um because i understand this is kind of weird so you give someone directions that turn out to be wrong instead of like recognizing that you made a mistake you label yourself i'm such an idiot um that's basically it <laughs> you know what i mean like you put a label just because you did one thing wrong like yeah that's stupid like you label your whole identity based on one negative experience but isn't and that the, like very connected sorry to low self-esteem yeah yeah for sure um but this is just like the patterns that we have as human yeah, beings and then the 10th and final one is personalization and blame you hold yourself responsible for events or things you don't have a hundred percent control of this is like me a hundred percent that's why i'm saying it like what uh, this distortion involves a blame game. When you blame something or someone else, you don't have to, to to look at your part of the situation. So basically, it's like holding yourself responsible for things that you don't have control of. So like, I'm responsible for this. I'm responsible for this. 
when in actuality it was probably other people or other circumstances or other situations that made that happen. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's take a deep breath to digest because I understand that was a lot. Yeah. How can we change these patterns? Because these patterns are there. They're evident. They are needed for us. As we said in the past, we use them to help us survive. But now we don't need them anymore. So what can we do? Um, first of all, we need to think of one very important uh, sentence. Our thoughts create our feelings. So changing our thoughts changes how we feel. That's just like a general statement. Okay, so what we are thinking creates the emotion, not the other way around. So with that in mind, let's see the five steps. This is this is where we need to be very focused right now because this is the important part. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, obviously, the, the first one is to identify your distortion. So this is why it's important to know the 10 mental distortions because once we become familiar with them, you could start writing down your thoughts or keeping like a journal, for example, of some distortions. This way you can kind of keep track of which one of these 10 distortions you're mostly using. Usually, it's a combination. There's not usually one. We usually, I think, I would say at least three, four, at most seven, seven, I think is the mental distortions that we use. Because it's usually a combination. I don't think it's just one. It wouldn't make sense to just be one. Because as also, they're pretty similar. So it's easy to get them like mixed and matched. So yeah, first of all, journal. Write down your thinking patterns, your thought processes. Start looking into. We said this before in other episodes, but identifying the quote-unquote problem is 50% of the work. So it's very important. Listen to this podcast again to, to find out the 10 distortions. And then you can start doing your little journal and you can find out which ones you're using more often. Now, the second one is to challenge your thinking. Basically, we need to understand that not all our thoughts are true. Just because it's a thought doesn't mean it is true. It's just a thought. Um... And we can write down our thoughts and then we can ask, like, is this really true? Like, do I know this is true for sure? You know, have I checked the facts, the actual facts? You know, taking a step back and assessing the situation again, you know, we need to challenge our our thinking of like, am I really like a bad person? Could... Could it be that she was, you know, just doing the best and just made one mistake? You know, like all these questions, they can help us understand like what our brain is, has been taught in doing and how we can challenge that thought and how we can challenge what we've been thinking. Step three is compassionate self-talk. 
if I ask you now, like, tell me five negative qualities about you and five positive qualities about you, you're probably going to tell me the five negative ones ten times easier, like ten times faster. And we're just used to looking, and this is like a societal thing, we're so used to looking at our negatives and how we can improve them that we almost always forget to see the positive qualities that we have. So we're often really hard on ourselves, you know, because like in jobs, the questions that interviews or interviewers ask are like, you know, what's a struggle of you and how can you improve? Like it's always based on the negative. It's never like on the positive. So we're just taught in that and like schools and how we're graded. We ne- we're, we take for granted sometimes that we're in some subjects we're good. We always focus on which ones we can improve. So we need to check that and understand that, you know, we need to change that in a, in a way. And we need to be, you know, less harsh and negative and abusive when we're self talking about ourselves. You know, when you think about how we would speak to a good friend, you know, we wouldn't probably ever say such hard words and thoughts and everything to them. So why would we do that to ourselves? You know, um, now what we can do is like for each distortion that we've identified, we can write down how you would respond to a friend, not to yourself, to a friend. And then we can practice that by using the same language to ourselves, the the language that we would use to a friend. The fourth step is to seek support. So find someone that you trust, obviously, to help you with this challenge uh, of distortions. The right questions can like help you shift your perspective from black or white to shades of gray. You know, we really need to allow ourselves to have like a little bit, to be more flexible, honestly, with our thinking. We take ourselves too seriously sometimes. And we think like whatever we think, it has to be it. Where it's it's not the case. It's just not. And that's okay. And we need to be flexible with that because that is what creates less stress, less anxiety. And we shift away from, you know, negative thinking and negative thoughts finally step five is and this has been like the i think has been like the general statement in all these steps but self-assessment looking into you as you would check up on yourself for anything like physical in your physical body check yourself for the mental body as well for the mental mind for the mental state you know, look and challenge your own distortions. Again, don't take, don't take your thoughts as true statements. They're not. They're not true statements. They're just thoughts. And, you know, by asking and assessing and checking and double-checking positive and negative outcomes, you are going to see which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to throw out. You can ask questions such as, wait, I'm going to check them. How will it help me or hurt me if I believe this distortion? Will it move me closer to being the person I want to be or further away? 
if I dig my heels in and continue to believe this thought, how will it impact my relationship? How do I feel about myself? And lastly, does believing this distortion help or harm my confidence, self-worth, anxiety? You put a name there. So in actuality, like as a total recap, and I'll stop here. Negative thinking is just us letting our mind be on autopilot. It's just, you know, letting it just roam free. And that does not help. Sometimes we need to be a little bit more critical of what our thoughts are just going out there and saying to ourselves. So definitely challenge and definitely discover your thoughts And once you do that, even without the names, even just by yourself actively searching your thoughts, stuff will come out. And knowledge is power in these things. So if you want to defeat these negative thoughts, knowing that these exist and putting a name on it and maybe even a label if you're into that will help a lot. So that was pretty much it on negative thoughts, negative thinking, the patterns, everything. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was a lot, a lot of information, I but I know. very, I'm very sorry. useful. No, why? Why would you be sorry? Like, I'm just going to listen to this one more time to Definitely. absorb it all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a lot, but it's all so, so much useful as always. Mm-hmm. And I think that... I didn't know that negative thinking was our brains like on autopilot. Yeah. I thought that it was like a, I mean, it is a coping mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. As you said in the beginning. Yeah. But I thought it was like problem solving. And I mean, that yeah. Is just... yeah, autopilot, I don't mean like necessarily only negative. Autopilot could be positive. For some people, you know, we have like toxic positivity as well. So, right. You know, and that those those people's autopilot is the opposite. Those people's autopilot is that everything is butterflies and beautiful things. That isn't healthy also. So what I meant by autopilot is that sometimes we need to double check what our brain is telling us because it's not always the case. That's what I mean. And it's, you know, I mean, realistically thinking, you cannot always challenge everything. Like, think about it. We cannot, like, question everything that our brain has ever said to us because that we would literally be in a mental asylum. No joke. <laughs> and we would yeah, probably, we... And we'd probably, probably not do anything in our lives as well because, like, the only thing that we would do is, like, oh, wait, is this true? How does this make me feel? Like, I'm not saying, like, go to the other side. <laughs> true, true. Like... You know, keep your anchors, but at the same time, challenge what you think that it Mm -hmm. doesn't take you where you want to be. Like, if this causes you more anxiety than what you already have or may not have, like, it is probably not good, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm a fan of overgeneralization. Awesome. (laughs) Mental filters. Yes. Discounting the positive. Uh Uh-huh. Uh should statements a lot of uh-huh. them <laughs> love <laughs> and labeling love that's my thing what, what is your thing 
I okay. I definitely also overgeneralize. I feel like a lot of people do as well. Um, queens do. Queens do. Uh, d- I definitely discount the positive. Like I definitely uh, don't like if you think about how much meaning I give to a negative moment and to a positive moment. I definitely do think I discount the importance of the positive. Um, I definitely have shit statements still. And, like, I'm trying so hard to, like, throw them away. They're literally good for nothing. Me too. Um, I think... I think these... But in general, I think I've probably have done at least once all of them. Probably. I think everyone has, probably. But it's just the ones we gravitate to more, I think. Yeah. True. True. And, like, at least for me, having, you know, anxiety and overthinking, I'm a queen in that, too. Mm. <laughs> and that has helped me understand how sometimes I cannot reason based on emotion. So, like, that's why I didn't mention emotional reasoning. Because mm. because of anxiety and how many times I understood that, why was I even, like, upset about this or anxious about no. this? Like, this is ridiculous. Anxiety gives you that insight on how your head can just mess with you and be like, mm-hmm. and then you realize that this is why, why was it happening? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, so I'm just going to stop. Like, I'm going to put some limits into that, these patterns, this, this kind of technique of yeah. negative thinking, because this and that and this and that is not taking me anywhere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the few the few good things about anxiety, at least for me, like just my humble opinion on that, is that it gives you that kind of insight. And then you're like, okay, enough, enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And like, okay, um, again, this is just a way to really kind of see stuff about. I think like this is like. If you do it, and if you do it successfully, you will learn so much about yourself, like, as a journey, like, of your thoughts and how your brain actually, like, works, that it it will be low-key, like, revolutionary, I feel like. I would, I'm gonna try it, honestly, like, I think I'm gonna try and keep a journal of how, like, I've been thinking. It's gonna be a lot. It's not an easy task. It might sound simple. Uh, but that overanalyzing everything is a lot. But at the same time, I feel like you would learn so much about everything that you've been thinking. True. So what what would be your task for us? Like, should we start writing when we are mad, when we're on a negative like side? Because if we're happy, you're not going to see any pattern of these, right? Like, is this how it's going to work, the journaling? Yeah, yeah, you're not going to see these. Um, what you can do is just, like, have a journal and literally write down... Well, first of all, you've we've talked about the distortions, so we know, give or take, what they mean. So you can write down a negative thought. For example, uh, I feel awful, work was shit today. So if you write that down and then you write another one the next day and another one the next day and you can be like, okay, let's analyze this. How was work shit? I went on time. I did all my reports. I had one call with like uh, a coworker that I hate and we had a fight. 
But after that, I did my meetings perfectly. I did what needed to be done. I left at five. I was okay. So then you see, oh, I overgeneralized. Um... So my thought was I was shit at work today. But in actuality, because we go back to that, like our thoughts are not true sometimes. We go back and we're like, wait a minute. Work today was not shit. That meeting with the coworker that I hate was shit. Yes, we saw that. But my day as a whole work day was just normal. Yeah, I but over like, coworker sucks. <laughs> yes, it's true. But he, I just overgeneralized. I I created a negative thought out of a whole day based on one event because I overgeneralized that day. How so? How should it have been? Probably, you. I would have to go back and be like, you know, okay, this is a negative experience right now because this person is is giving me the ick right now. Okay, but the rest of the day was fine. So let's just focus on the fine because I gave you five perfect examples of a perfectly fine normal day, and we had one hiccup. We're not going to focus on the one hiccup. We're going to focus on the five. Because if you focus on the one, at the same time, you're not just overgeneralizing, but at the same time, you're discounting the positive. Because wow. you're not giving the positive the same uh, you know, weight as you're giving the negative. So you see, like, with just one thought, with just one you know, bad day, as I called it in the beginning... I just analyzed that day. I analyzed my thought because I wrote it down, obviously, and I remembered it. And I was like, okay, well, I overgeneralized and I discounted the positive. So let's go back. What? I had a totally normal day. My meetings were great. My my start of the day was perfect. I was on time. I did my breaks. I talked to my coworkers that I liked. You know, everything was perfect. I had one hiccup. So why focus on the one when everything else was perfect? I'm going to take notes for tomorrow because we got work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how that works. So write down on your journal and then go back and, you know, test, test yourself. Was that thought really, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it, we don't, we don't want toxic positivity. Sometimes a negative thought is just a negative thought. That's why, you know, you have to be critical. It doesn't mean that you have to change everything but you have to be critical of those negative thoughts because some negative thoughts might be valid now they don't that doesn't mean that they have to take a bigger you know picture but sometimes having a negative experience like i didn't say oh you know what after all i kind of like this coworker no you don't like that coworker that's totally fine and it's totally normal to give you the ick it's not normal for your whole day to be ruined because of one thing that happened when five things were perfect. That's kind of the vibe. I hope I'm getting the message across. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And okay, I actually perfect. remember one day when I, I, I explained to you this exact problem and you, you said this to me, like, focus on the rest. Yeah. Right, you're so right. That was, that was a very good episode, man. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I got some work to do. Jeez. 
and if you like this kind of like thinking, and if you kind of think that this will help you, definitely look into CBT. It's a way of psychotherapy. Um, and it focuses mostly on anxiety, depression. That's like it's most like well known for. And that this is like the basis of it. It's the basis is that your thoughts influence your feelings, which influences your emotions, which influences the outcomes, basically. Cool. Yeah. Yes, we'll definitely look up to that. Awesome. Okay. I invite everyone to just start writing journal. Yes. Start challenging your thoughts. That's what we need to do. <laughs> okay, okay. We got some homework to do, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Yes, we do. Mike <laughs> is tough on us. <laughs> but he knows better. So we <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> anyway, if you just joined us, you can, um, well, in a few days, probably mm -hmm. tomorrow, you'll be able to hear it on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Just Google. Excuse me. Why do I always say Google? Just search. Search on Spotify. <laughs> we still got time. A guide to surviving the twenties. That's the whole title for the podcast, and that's where you find over twenty-two, twenty-three episodes. Yeah, this is twenty-four. Yeah, right. Uh, full of so many, so much content on anything you can imagine. Find mm -hmm. your subject, the one you're more interested in, and check it out. Yeah. You won't regret it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, and you can also leave comments on Spotify or even a review, any ratings. That's going to help us so, so much, and we're going to appreciate it forever. We we'll yes. love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to add anything else? Um, sleep well, drink your water, journal, walk, you know, take in your son, talk to friends, talk to family, talk to loved ones relax recoup it's a sunday afternoon right now we're doing the tiktok so it's a absolute perfect time for sunday rewinds and just like you know resetting the week and starting the week nicely and yeah True. that's all <laughs> lovely 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 we'll be back to yes. you with a new episode very very soon take yes, care yes. we love you Mwah. Kisses. Bye. Bye, -bye. <laughs>